you said you're in, in Europe, correct? Yes, Prague. How's the weather uh, there right now? Oh, beautiful. We have for summer, a couple of uh, last uh, days was uh, raining heavily, but uh, right now the weather is uh, beautiful, sunny, uh, summer as uh, it should be. Are you born and raised there or is that just where you ended up? Yes, I'm uh, not born in Prague. I was born in the western part of uh, Czechia, but uh, I moved to Prague when I was a little kid and basically I'm living here uh, my whole life. So, yes. My friend, she has a, uh, her parents have a, uh, her family has a house there. They go there like for two weeks every year, I think for um, for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And um, she said it's like the most one of the most beautiful cities that yeah. they, they've Prague. ever been to. Prague is the most beautiful city in the world. When I say it to somebody, everybody laughs. But yeah. when they come to Prague, they visit Prague and they say, you know what? You were right. It, it is truly a beautiful city. We have lots of history here, buildings from as old as the ninth uh, century. Uh, wow. no, it's, it looks like a, like a, like from a fairy tale. You get the Jewish town, old town, then the Charles Bridge from the uh, 14th century. Then you climb up all the way to the castle. Lots of uh, mystical stories here because Prague was the center of a culture in the 17th century. Lots of uh, astrologers, alchemists. So it's uh, it's uh, very unique, I would say. That is very interesting. That's never been somewhere on my radar. I've obviously heard of it before, but now I need to add it to my list. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think the only places be- I've ever been to in Europe is uh, I went to Spain. And uh-huh. I thought I went to Barcelona and Madrid, and they both were beautiful. They are beautiful, but wait till you see Prague. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what is there doing Prague? Uh, I am running, uh, I mean, my original background are Chinese martial arts. Mm -hmm. I started when I was uh, about 14. So I have a martial arts school. I'm teaching uh, Chinese martial arts, uh, two different styles. Uh, One is called Hongkun, the other Hapkun, and the third one is called Needle and Cotton. So uh, I opened my school in 2002. So... It's 20 years uh, anniversary. Congratulations. Wow, that's awesome. uh, Thank you. I'm also teaching uh, mixed martial arts uh, and uh, reality-based self-defense. So that's one part of my job. And the other, I'm a Swarm First uh, certified instructor, master instructor working for Swarm First. So my other gym is uh, strength and conditioning gym. Strong first uh, accredited gyms. So we teach kettlebell lifts, uh, barbell lifts, uh, body weight lifts, and uh, I'm currently developing a dumbbell heart style dumbbell program. I'm going to teach a first uh, international workshop uh, just in two weeks uh, in Paris, in France. So wow. That's, uh, that's what we do. So during the pandemic, was like your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your um, skill or expertise, like time to shine? Because like some some people like especially here couldn't go to gyms and stuff like that, and I know weights were really hard to find, and everybody's always like, "Well, just get a fucking kettlebell, and it's all in one exercise." So you know your strength and your cardio and all other jazz is in there. So it's like you already had a curve when the pandemic happened. Yeah, that's right. I remember reading on different bodybuilding forums, people are laughing about kettlebells. 
And then when the pandemic hit, uh, I could read on the very same forums, hey, when can I buy a kettlebell, right? As uh, Dan John uh, famously said, uh, you can have a 16 kilo bell in your bedroom and you can get uh, ready for nationals. Uh, so it is not only about the tool. The tool is great, of course, uh, but the system of uh, training, uh, in my opinion, if you have uh, two, three kettlebells at home or let's say loadable dumbbell, uh, and a pull-up bar, that's uh, all you need. Of course, we do love uh, barbells. Barbell is great. Uh, Bodyweight skills uh, are great, of course. Uh, but kettlebell is truly the queen of uh, strength uh, and conditioning tools. So can you explain what the, I think it's like pood? Is that how you say it? That's on the back of the kettlebell? What exactly is that? Uh, put is a old Russian measure of uh, weight. Uh, I believe they use it to weight uh, the uh, the crops, right? Uh, uh, and uh, it is uh, sixteen kilo uh, in uh, one put is uh, sixteen kilo. So the traditional weight where one put, which is sixteen kilo, one and a half put, which is uh, twenty four kilos, and uh, thirty two. Uh, kilos. Uh, this is a two-put uh, kettlebell. And for gentlemen, I believe this classical uh, set, it's uh, for most people, all they, they need to have. They start with a light bell to learn the lifts uh, and the skills. Let's say swings, get up, goblet squats. Uh, then they gradually proceed to the heavy weights. Uh, once they hit the ceiling, and or better to say 32 is not heavy uh, anymore. They switch to cleans, presses, snatches. So this classical set for most uh, of the male population, they can they can use these three weights for many, many years and still get uh, stronger. And what do you work out with on a regular basis? Like as far as like weight-wise? Uh, I've been working with, uh, apologize, I'll just switch off some beeps here. Uh, I just recently completed the Swan First Simple and Sinister Challenge, something that I've been working on for a couple of years. And I believe I'm the lightest person in the world uh, to complete the challenge uh, uh, recently. Wow. So that's uh, 101 arm swings uh, uh, with a 48 kilo kettlebell in uh, five minutes, (laughs) one minute rest, and then 10 get ups uh, with. uh, uh, 48 kilo kettlebells in 10 minutes and i completed the challenge at the body weight of 70 kilo wow that's impressive man so how did you get into kettlebells i've been i've been working on that for a couple of years but it's <laughs> still <laughs> impressive man yeah so how did you get into kettlebelling is that even a word kettlebells yeah uh as I said, my original background are Chinese martial arts and uh, I studied Chinese martial arts in uh, San Francisco, in the United States, then in uh, Hong Kong and in China. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chinese used pretty similar tool, uh, very similar tools. One of them is called uh, in Cantonese Chinese uh, sexo, which means like uh, uh, basically uh, s- uh, stone with an ear, with a handle. So basically made of, made of stone with a handle. The shape is not circular. They are not round. They are more, oh, it look, looks, like looks, like, looks like a padlock, basically. Okay. Uh, the other two are very similar, uh, literally called padlocks. One of them is longer and thinner. Uh, and the other one is more like a brick with a, with a handle. Uh, so uh, I 
always knew that uh, in China they train with these tools. Uh, my teachers, uh, they have uh, some of the weight uh, in their gym, but they were not really using them. Then uh, I was always looking for the best strength and conditioning uh, methods for martial arts uh, training. And uh, in, I believe it was 2006, uh, probably, I discovered uh, this book called uh, The Naked Warrior by Pavel uh, Tsatsulin. And uh, I flipped through the book, was quite different than anything that I have ever seen as for the bodyweight strength training, because it featured just two drills, uh, just uh, one-arm push-ups and single-leg squats. So I just flipped through the book, I tried the drills, and I failed. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I wasn't able to do one-arm push-up or single-leg squat. So I thought, hmm, okay, let's start from the beginning. So I started to read the book. And uh, what I have noticed uh, is, uh, what I have realized was that Pavel was uh, actually teaching many, many principles uh, that I know from my Chinese martial arts studies, how to use strength, uh, you know, starting with your feet, like grabbing the floor and screwing your feet or palms into the ground, pulling yourself uh, actively to the ground, uh, the pelvic tilt, using of your diaphragm, using of uh, your breathing. Uh, and uh, I knew most of these principles from my Chinese martial arts uh, training from uh, uh, we are hard style. Uh, my major, my main style, Hokkien, is a hard style, similar to uh, karate. Uh, but I never thought uh, about using these principles for strength training in order to get stronger or in order to be able uh, to do some body weight feet of strength or, or later to use these principles with uh, external weight, with a barbell or with a kettlebell. So I applied the principles that Pavel was uh, teaching, and I, in a couple of days, I was able to do one-arm push-up at single leg squat. And I thought, wow, this is really, really something. So instead of going through different progressions, which is perfectly okay, it works, uh, Pavel's approach was a little bit different. Uh, he focused on so-called uh, strength skills. So you do this, 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 and this, and boom, you can do it. You get like a heavier kettlebell, you can do a harder, more difficult uh, bodyweight skill. So I thought this is this is pretty awesome. So uh, uh, let's see what uh, this guy uh, has to offer, anything else. And I discovered his stretching books and discovered, of course, his uh, kettlebell books. So I got uh, the book, I got uh, the full set from four kilo to 32 kilo. Uh, right away, uh, because reading about the uh, the results that people had uh, with uh, training with the kettlebells, it was just unbelievable. And I just thought, okay, if if just twenty percent of that is true, it's uh, absolutely worth it. And uh, not only I believe, but I know that uh, it is absolutely true and more. And uh, the rest is the history. In two thousand eleven. Uh, in 2012, I got certified at uh, level one, then later level two, barbell, bodyweight, uh, some additional courses. I got promoted to team leader, later to senior, and uh, uh, I believe two or three years ago to the master instructor. Wow. So how hard is the class, like the initial test for the strong uh, first? Uh, you mean for the for the certification? Yes. The certification mm -hmm. Uh, we have level one, level two, so I'm going to explain the level one uh, standards. Uh, it is a three-day event, and it is pretty physically demanding. So uh, we have uh, always a pretty big team. Uh, 
in the in the gym or on the field. So each of the participants uh, is expected to already know the drills. Uh, he or she should learn them from a strong first certified uh, instructor and should get ready uh, for the event. Uh, so lots of assistants, uh, lots of coaches, uh, and lots of attention to the detail. So the first uh, thing that we test is uh, uh, it's called teaching test. How good uh, are you to your training partner? We usually work in pairs. So uh, one guy or lady is doing the specific drills and the other is, uh, is a coach uh, trying to help, uh, give pointers, uh, give corrections. So this is the first thing that we are observing throughout all three days. Second are technical standards and we uh, need uh, the uh, future instructors who have uh, textbook uh, techniques or so all the six major lifts uh, that are taught at the level one certifications, uh, which is kettlebell swing, one arm kettlebell swing, kettlebell get up, uh, double kettlebell front squat, uh, single kettlebell military press, single kettlebell clean, and single kettlebell uh, snatch. Each of them has, let's say, seven, 12 uh, standards and uh, you are tested for a specific uh, number of reps uh, and uh, we are observing that you meet uh, all the necessary standards. Then the uh, snatch test, which is uh, for a gentleman is uh, with a 24 or 28 kilo kettlebell, depending on their body weight. For ladies, it's a 12 or 16 kilo kettlebell. You have to do uh, 100 uh, correct repetitions in a five-minute uh, uh, period. So we like to keep our standards high. If somebody is strong first uh, certified instructor, it means that, uh, that uh, you can absolutely trust him or her, uh, that you, he or she will teach you how to lift uh, safer, uh, how to get uh, stronger, uh, faster, and how to keep progressing uh, for, for years, basically. So what are some of the common mistakes people do when they first get into kettlebells as far as like technique they ended up hurting themselves possibly? Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, I used to think that, uh, you know, some, somebody finds uh, about this uh, great tool kettlebell, buys a uh, kettlebell and uh, starts to learn from a YouTube. Of course, this is not the ideal way uh, how to start, but uh, I need to give credit to anybody who just gets out of the couch, you know, and starts to do anything, be it running or doing push-ups or squats, doesn't matter. So the first most important thing is to start and uh, uh, possibly buy, buy, buy a kettlebell and, you know, learn from the YouTube, but just don't stay there. Uh, learning from a good instructor saves you so much time and so much pain. So uh, I suggest, why not? Buy a light kettlebell, try, do some trial and error, but then uh, find a uh, strong first kettlebell certified instructor, send him a message, join a club, uh, join a gym, uh, schedule or private private sessions, and it will save you lots and lots of time. And in a couple of sessions, you can learn the fundamentals. Uh, let's say our basic big three, which is the uh, kettlebell goblet squat, kettlebell one arm swing and kettlebell get up. And uh, you jump on a program, uh, our basically flagship program for kettlebell. Uh, for the beginners, it's called uh, Simple and Sinister, uh, goblet squat, uh, swing uh, and a get up. And uh, you shall stick to the program uh, for a couple of weeks, couple of months, possibly a couple of years, 
until you meet so-called simple standard. So first, technique uh, has to be correct. And second, uh, you got to be patient. Just uh, keep doing the same stuff uh, over and over, uh, trying to do it better every single session. We say at Strong Force that uh, strength is a skill, which means you can learn it and you shall practice it. Your every single session shall be a practice uh, session. It shouldn't be a workout. You are not trying to, uh, you know, to be sweaty and huff and puff and uh, and sore uh, for a couple of next days. No, you are working on moving better and uh, moving stronger, improving your health, uh, mobility, uh, flexibility, strength, uh, cardiovascular endurance. So even though the programming is uh, fairly simple, you do 10 sets of 10 swings, uh, uh, 10 singles of the getup, the results are, are amazing. And once you have the foundation, you are ready for anything. Bodyweight skills, barbells, dumbbells, uh, some more advanced uh, kettlebell lifts. So your question was, what, what are the most common mistakes? I would say uh, not hiring the coach uh, uh, early. So uh, learn from somebody who has, who has been there, has done that, right? Uh, second, uh, too heavy, too soon. Uh, that applies usually to gentlemen, for ladies. And we have uh, very strong uh, uh, ladies uh, in a strong purse. Uh, Ladies usually they 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 should they should lift uh, heavier weights. They shouldn't be afraid of uh, lifting heavier weights, uh, and they shouldn't be afraid of uh, getting you know bodybuilders uh, muscles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, that's uh, that's nonsense, right? And third thing is uh, not enough patience. Uh, the secret uh, is just uh, patience and consistency. And fourth, treat every single of your session as a practice session. Like if you go to play a musical instrument, right? A piano or let's say a violin. It's not only about producing some sound, it's about producing beautiful music. Mm. So uh, do a perfect set, strive for a perfect uh, set, for a perfect uh, rep and uh, continuously uh, work on improving your technique. I think yeah, we're for a couple of things. Sorry. Like as far as like, you can just take that into life. One, you need to check your ego. Two is consistency. And third is like uh, looking for help if you need help. Like a lot of times, like in life, we all just think, oh, and also like no patience. Because a lot of people think they see, especially like in this Instagram um, technology world, we think everything happens overnight for most people. Like everything you say, like when you did that feat, when you did it, like you're strong or the the, the lightest person to do the most weight, um, it took you time to do that. You didn't, didn't do it that one time. Yeah. So like everything you said, I think we can just transfer that to everyday life and yeah, your life will be exponentially better. Let's say for business, right? It's not uh, it's not what you do today, but it is what you do continuously. If you, yep. if you uh, can't do anything, I mean, if I would do uh, my taxes and accounting, that would be uh, terrible, right? So I hire an accountant because yeah. he's a problem. He will deal with everything and I have more time to focus on stuff that... Uh, that uh, I can do better. So if my accountant was uh, teaching kettlebell swings and I would do the, the uh, fi- finances and the numbers, that would be disaster on both ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're fortunate here in Memphis. We have three Strong First certified instructors, uh, two ladies and uh, one one good gentleman. And Tony and I are friends with all three of them. 
Awesome. Yeah, Please so, send uh, my my best regards. I will. I sent uh, my buddy your profile, and he's, he said he's heard of you, which was mm-hmm. really cool. He's like, hey, you heard about this guy? He's like, yeah, man, We, you know, I've, I've heard of him. Yeah. I was like, that's really, that's, that's, that's really cool. Awesome. I saw, I saw in your profile, you met Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's right. I'm a huge fan of Jordan Peterson. Uh, I talked about Chinese martial arts, but uh, what I have studied at the university is actually uh, philosophy and psychology, uh, humanities. So that was uh, my, uh, uh, specializations or my my formal education are humanities. So I'm a huge fan of uh, uh, let's say the really old uh, philosophy, like old Greek philosophy, Chinese uh, and uh, Indian philosophy. I studied uh, Schopenhauer, Nietzsche, uh, Jung, Heidegger, and uh, then uh, when uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, when I discovered uh, Jordan Peterson and his teaching, he kind of joined the dots of my interest. Uh, so uh, I was hooked uh, immediately and a uh, huge uh, fan of his teaching and uh, it helped me uh, a lot uh, in improving my life uh, generally. Yeah, he's a very interesting person and he has a very um, different outlook looking at things than most people do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I... He goes back to the roots of the... His teaching is, uh, in some respect, very, very close to some of the most functional ancient uh, philosophical systems, such as uh, Stoicism or Buddhism, that I'm a huge fan fan of. Basically, it's not about you know blaming the world, but uh, taking the responsibility yourself, mm-hmm. uh, but not being an uh, egoistic uh, bastard, just you know taking the care of yourself, but uh, doing the stuff that benefits you and your family and your community, uh, and your city, your country, and the world in general. So I think this is uh, this very functional uh, philosophy with uh, no sugarcoating. It's not like, hey, you may do this and this, right? His book is called 12 Rules for Life for a Reason. They are rules, but, you know, uh, stand up straight and clean your room and don't lie yeah. and stuff. It's not, it's not like uh, you shouldn't do it, right? No. So, so he, he may seem strict, and pessimistic, uh, but I would say he is uh, realistic, and uh, it's uh, it's a functional philosophy, just like just like the Stoicism and Buddhism. Well, well that's the thing, Tony, that you sent the other day to us, or maybe it was two weeks ago. Me and Polly, it was from him, from Jordan Peterson. It was um, men aren't supposed to be weak, or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I sent a lot of stuff to y'all. I don't remember True. which one. But he's got a he's got a he's got a, a, a interview he did and he was talking about that. No, you're not supposed to be weak and docile. Oh, is that the Joe Rogan one? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about now? Yeah. That was like I watched that when you sent that to me, and I was like, finally, somebody's saying that it's not okay for men to be weak and stuff like that. And I was like, holy shit, yes, finally. You know, because you usually just hear, oh, it's okay if you're a weak man and this. No, it's, uh, you know, it's not okay. Well, I think everything uh, is case by case. Yeah. Everything's well, case by case. Says, uh, you should be the most dangerous person in the world, but to have it under control. Yeah. So instead of uh, being safe, uh, uh, you are safe, but you are getting weaker. Like, uh, right? So uh, the general philosophy is just uh, get stronger, get more resilient, get more competent, uh, and use your strength uh, uh, to uh, improve uh, not only yourself, but also your uh, 
near or, or wider community. Yeah, see, I think the problem, like especially here in America, is that we're such a new country that we kind of forget about that sometimes compared to the rest of the world. So, like, there's so many different pockets of people and different ways of thinking about things. And then, like, when somebody comes in like that, everybody's like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you so ag- aggressive? And it's like other people in the world have been doing this forever. Hmm. You know? So. Just, just a little bit, you know, if uh, we are uh, uh, babysitting our, our uh, teenagers and uh, cuddling them when they are already in their you know, late teens uh, at the high school or university, they will get out of the school eventually to the world out there. And uh, it's, not, it's not a nice place, right? Mm-hmm. It's about, uh, about uh, you being competent when they apply for their job. Okay, what can you do? And it might be hard work. Uh, so I think this is very important message and uh, I'm trying to uh, promote it uh, on the, let's say, physical level. But uh, as we say in one first, strength has a higher purpose. So I'm applying the same mentality, just like we talked uh, uh, about it uh, a couple of minutes ago, to, to everything uh, I do, to my you know, lifestyle, to my diet, uh, to my you know, off time and offline time, meditation, spending more time in the in the in the nature uh, to develop the general resilience and sharing it uh, with other people, right? Because if you know that something is beneficial for you, it would be selfish and stupid. Just keep it uh, to yourself. Absolutely. So you get to share it with your friends, with your buddies, not push them. Uh, I like to say that a rope can't be pushed. You can only pull it. Mm. So the only way is uh, leading by uh, example. Hey, this is cool. You know, cold exposure, kettlebell lifting, you know, uh, diet, whatever. Uh, let's let's try it. If you like, if you like, uh, try it. And uh, if uh, it works, then just uh, keep doing what you are doing. Yeah, it's like I always talk about. Like, what are some of the five people we hang around? Hang around with generally. So you want people around you that are pushing you to be better. You don't want the people that are trying to bring you down to their shitty level. Exactly, exactly. Now, people are like crabs, you know, when you put crabs in a basket, yes, and one I love of the crabs escape, the other crabs are pulling pulling it down, right? Yeah. So we should always, why we are getting stronger, so we can lift other people up, mm-hmm. right? We we can help them. And it might be, it might be kind word, it might be, you know, kicking ass when they need it, uh, it uh, might be uh, support, uh, uh, showing the direction, leading by example, in my opinion, that's uh, that's not the best way, but uh, that's the only way. Yeah, no, it's so true. I mean, especially in this world now, too, there's so many people that are negative and they just have so much hate. And it's just like, why do you want that? Like, there's other yeah. ways to do stuff like you don't have to be it's not being weak to be kind. Mm-hmm. You know, like kindness is a, a one of the most amazing things that we should uh, st- uh, strive to be. You know, and I think the world would be a better place if more people cared about people and showed up compassion and empathy to other people. Exactly, completely, completely agree. Like kindness is uh, is strength. It's not a it's not a weakness, but uh, you have to be competent, right? So to to be competent uh, is uh, is uh, very very important. So that's the sharing that I've been talking about. Uh, you need to start uh, with yourself. There are people, you know, fighting for uh, you know survival of the rainforest and their their flowers and their home are dying right so mm-hmm. they can't even you know uh, water the flowers uh, in their own apartment 
or they want to improve the world economic system and uh, uh, their own finances are, are ruined, right? They are telling other people uh, what to do with their you know, health, uh, diet, whatever, and uh, uh, their diet uh, sucks. So uh, that's uh, why I truly believe you need to start uh, with yourself. Mm -hmm. Just like Peterson says, clean your room, right? Start there because if you make your space uh, in in your uh, living environment better that your mind and your soul gets uh, more organized as well. So start somewhere and then uh, proceed from that. The incremental improvement uh, is, uh, is very important. So it might be very, very small step uh, today, but uh, in the long term, it's a huge uh, improvement. Yeah, the clean your room thing is so important because like, if you just start out doing little things every single day, it makes up for not having a big mess because if somebody sees a big mess, it's so daunting and they're like, Oh fuck. But if you're constantly every day, you're always picking shit up and then there's nothing on the ground. And then you come into your room after a long day and it's clean. It's you just feel feeling. better. You know, yeah. like it's just like, I saw this thing about making your bed. Mm -hmm. Like if you make your bed every morning, that's one goal you've already accomplished. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, already check, you know, already something. That's why I like the morning routine. I'm a huge fan of having a certain morning routine uh, because uh, you wake up a little bit earlier and uh, you you make up your bed, uh, just like you said, right? And then whatever you do, it might be sitting meditation for 10 minutes. It might be some joint mobility uh, exercise. It might be sun salutation, uh, reading, uh, whatever. But you have already accomplished something and even if the whole day is, you know, starts answering emails and phone calls and troubles with kids and whatnot, you already done at least uh, something. Mm -hmm. So one thing is the dedicated practice session, just like we talked uh, before, you lift kettlebells, barbells, uh, dumbbells, right? But it's three times a week, maybe four times a week, uh, one hour per session. But what about the rest of the day, right? Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, the developing uh, some good habits it's uh, super important so such things like you know taking cold showers uh, the research says uh, even 30 seconds of a cold shower has already huge huge benefits uh, taking care of your diet just you know eating less of the uh, processed foods and uh, eating more real food just a very small uh, intervention and huge huge uh, uh, benefit going to sleep a little bit earlier and sleep a little little longer and uh, being a service uh, to the community in kind just like uh, you mentioned uh, look for opportunities how to help others how to improve uh, somebody else day you may go to shop for the groceries and you see the shop system there you know or stressed and angry the wage is not uh, not much and the customers are rude so you just smile at uh, him or her and say hello how are you and uh, you know small talk and thank you very much uh, have a nice day and even just a little bit can make somebody's day better and if you make their day better uh, you can make their life better yeah that's so true man like uh like just holding the door for somebody might spark them to do that for somebody else or make make they're like they probably are assuming that somebody's going to slam the door in their face and you're the person that keeps it open for them. And they're like, oh, and it may just butterfly effect into other good things. Yeah. yeah. You know, I can speak on what you just said, Tony, because the other day I held the door open for a lady at the store when I was going in and she was walking up still, you know, 
And when I was in the store, I was just, you know, doing my job because I was in the beer cave and she came in there. She's like, Hey, I want to say thank you for holding the door open for me. I was like, Oh, no problem. I, you know, you don't even think about stuff like that, you know? And she was like, thank you. It should be, that should be natural. Right. Uh, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, always just treat each other uh, more nicely, both in the real world or in the cyberspace. Uh, yeah. you we're talking about the world getting crazier and crazier. And I truly believe that uh, social media are also to blame, especially if you lock up people in their homes or in front of the computer screens or phones, and then they start uh, arguing online we know that the algorithms are serving the people the stuff that will uh, make them angry so there is more discussion going and uh, uh, I think uh, social media are actually a social media <laughs> yeah so it's, uh, just uh, like a tool it's a good tool uh, I'm, I'm in touch with many uh, friends and following different groups on our old time strongman lifting and martial arts uh, but uh, again, we should use them for for a uh, for a greater good and greater benefit. Just like uh, uh, Peter Parker's uh, uncle uh, said uh, uh, said to him, right? With great power uh, comes uh, great uh, responsibility. Yeah. And uh, if uh, let's say you have you have reached with your podcast, so it is it is important uh, to think what kind of message you are sending out there. I have uh, some reach on my social media, my Instagram, something over 22,000 uh, fans. So I am very, very careful what stuff uh, I'm posting and what message I'm promoting. So it may not be, you know, sugarcoating and just uh, uh, this uh, you know, positive philosophy. It might be, it might be realistic uh harsh but still uh still you know no no still how to say it in english uh you know no curse words still with a style right mm. uh, uh, thinking what kind of message uh, we want to uh center out there uh if we want to make the world uh better or worse you know People argue more or just uh, instead of looking for differences, uh, looking for what uh, makes us uh, human and looking for, for similarities and for connection. Yeah, you made a post the other day that said, uh, just do the right thing. The rest doesn't matter. Yes. You yes. Know, that's and that's, Marcus yeah. Exactly. And it's. And we all know, that's the thing, we all know what's the right thing. Deep in our heart, we know it, right? If, mm-hmm. if, uh, if you lie, you know you lie, and it's uh, changing the fabric of uh, reality, right? Uh, you know if uh, you are treating somebody uh, not uh, kindly and you get angry for no reason or small reasons. We all know that, right? And we are all human beings. Uh, uh, we fail and we fail very often. I certainly do. But even if we realize uh, that next time will be a little, little bit better. So it's already a huge improvement if, uh, if we realize that. And in my opinion, one of the best tools to help with that is not the theoretical study. It's great, like reading the Stoics and Buddhists and Jordan Peterson, but uh, uh, doing. And uh, in order to create the right space where you can actually realize is uh, any type of mindfulness training. Uh, I am right now for about a year and a half on uh, quite intensive meditation practice and the 
the improvement and the the improving of quality of my life, uh, the mindfulness, noticing things, realizing things, and then acting uh, uh, has uh, has improved uh, so much. So uh, I would recommend to any of your listeners or to yourself just to to invest uh, some time in uh, any type of mindfulness training, meditation, might be Vipassana, might be Zen, might be uh, Sam Harris uh, waking up uh, uh, app uh, on your phone, 10 minutes a day and it's just uh it's just beyond miracle can you explain the mindfulness and the meditation like what do you do every day how does that like break down Mm -hmm. so i wake up i i uh i uh how do you say make make the bed right Mm -hmm. (laughs) i the case and then i I go to sit uh, immediately it's usually for 10 20 sometimes 20 minutes and uh i'm uh following basically Vipassana slash Zen meditation slash the uh, Sam Harris's app and his recommendations. Very simple, basically just sitting straight, taking care of your posture. And uh, the intro exercise might be as simple as just uh, counting your breath, one to 10, focusing on the breath and focusing on the feeling of, uh, of the breath. So you are not... Uh, uh, changing your breath in uh, in any manner, breathing with your nose only, yes, but uh, it's not like, okay, more diaphragmatic breathing, this or that. No, you just notice your breath either uh, at the lower belly or at your nostrils, and you count one to ten. And uh, if you try that, uh, you will find out that pretty soon the mind went wonders, right? Mm. And uh, it's not like the bless bliss and the, the beautiful feeling that people usually expect it's like a strength training right if you go to lift kettlebells you don't expect just you know whoo, just the training to be easy it, it is hard uh, it is it should be moderately hard and uh, the same goes for meditation so the thing that you actually lose the count and you need to start again from one it's okay so don't blame yourself. Uh, just start again uh, uh, from one and uh, just uh, keep doing that. And you know, life is the same thing, right? If you don't succeed, hey, life is life. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, just uh, don't give up and, uh, and uh, start again. So the meditation is uh, the art of starting again. Mm. And I think it's a very, very valuable lesson. And then you proceed uh, through various stages depending on the uh, methodology, uh, counting the breaths or just uh, noticing the breath uh, without counting or just sitting. And uh, this is your time that you spend on your meditation session, right? But it's just, let's say, 10 minutes or 20 minutes a day. How about the rest of the day? What you will start to notice is that you will start noticing you start to notice colors and smells and uh, small details. The life suddenly uh, gets more colorful, so to speak. And uh, you think like, oh, it looks like I've been living in the matrix for the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. For my whole life. So some kind of whale in front of your eyes or some kind of glasses and you just take it out and say, wow. And you start to enjoy the small things. You start to enjoy... The, the good things and the bad things uh, as well, because uh, just like in the meditation, uh, 
when you are sitting and maybe you got the back pain or knee pain or the mind gets uh, uh, cluttered, uh, uh, it's not forever. It will get it will get better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all pass, right? And same goes in a life. So, you know, and this is the important thing. It applies both to the good and bad things. So if you are doing like really great, yeah, enjoy, but uh, it will pass. So don't be surprised. Uh, if uh, if things uh, change and then go, same thing goes for the bad stuff right it won't stay like that uh, forever it uh, it shall pass too yeah it's like they say we need storms to see rainbows yeah exactly. and you also need like sadness to feel happiness so it's like it's a uh, yeah. yin and yang or whatever it's again yeah, the bad and, uh, in the end uh, whatever happens just uh, accept it uh as it is. So mm-hmm. it's raining. Uh, be happy that it's raining because it will be raining uh, if you are happy or not. So yeah. <laughs> it's better to be happy if it's raining. Like how how can I change uh, uh, the weather? It's completely out of my control. So mm-hmm. why should I stress about it? So that's uh, that's Buddhism. That's uh, of course uh, Stoicism, the so-called dichotomy of control. There is there are things that I can control, and it's basically just uh, my personality, my character, uh, better to speak. So this is the only thing that's uh, under my control, my character. And everything less, everything else being, you know, fame or, or money or relationships, yeah, they are under my control, health, right? They are under my control to some extent, but not under my complete control. So you may be the, you know, have the perfect diet and live, weight and whatnot and then you'll get hit by the bus and uh, and your life is shattered and destroyed so or you may develop a disease uh, that's just you know bad luck bad luck or genetics or whatnot but uh, the only thing that's uh, under our control is our character how we deal with the stuff that we meet uh, uh, in our life yeah it's like they say if you're stressing or worrying about something you're worrying either about the past or the future you're not living in the moment. And that's really, I love it when you said like you start seeing stuff clearer after you do your meditation. It's yeah. like you're actually living and you're seeing everything around you and not consumed about other stuff. You're just focusing mm-hmm. on that one task. Cause like you just said, if you're worrying about yesterday or tomorrow, you may get hit by a bus worrying about that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like and always it, just stay forward. Yeah. Same thing as uh, the strength training that we have been talking about. Right. Uh, the keyword is transfer. So in order to be a functional meditation or functional strength training, I don't care about your numbers uh, in, the, in the gym. I mean, I do care, right? They are certain uh, measure of, uh, of your progress. But how are you, uh, what is the transfer to your sport, to your uh, other physical activities? What's your transfer to your life? Are you going to help the old lady with, uh, with the heavy luggage or not? So this is this is important, and same goes for the meditation. So you might be a Buddha himself when sitting on the cushion, but then you might be uh, very rude uh, to the shop assistant, uh, for example, for for no reason. Mm-hmm. So the transfer uh, that's uh, the important uh, the important stuff. So when you're meditating, are you in the dark or just in a room, or do your eyes close, or how does that work? I've never meditated, but I need to start doing that. Different methods recommend uh, different things. Uh, I usually wake up early, so uh, I do my morning uh, meditation 
basically when the when the sun the, the sun is uh, going up so it's getting lighter i do uh, i alternate uh, sometimes close eyes but uh, again even with the close eyes you try to it's not dark right you mm-hmm. still see something. and it's actually what very vast uh, space uh, that uh, that uh, you are seeing if you are doing the open eye uh, the meditation with the open eyes you usually don't focus on a specific uh, object, but try to have your your sight uh, really, really wide. And uh, you are trying to looking for who is looking, and uh, you will find that you will not find him or her. And that's uh, that's the goal, right? So different 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 uh, methods. I sincerely recommend the Sam Harris's uh, course and app. Uh, he's got, uh, I believe, it's twenty or thirty lessons that will teach you the foundations it's just 10 minute a session once a day uh, i'm a subscriber i really love the app and then you have daily meditation and 10 or 20 minutes a day and even just this little bit has an excellent excellent uh, transfer to improving the quality of your life generally both the focus on a certain task and also the mindfulness of of uh, uh, everything that uh, that you will encounter uh, throughout the day. So basically it seems like meditation is basically your calming your mind. Like you're learning to like block out all these other distractions really as far as like because, not not really because uh, trying to calming your mind is uh, action, right? Mm-hmm. It's an art of action. You are learning to observe the mind. Uh, just uh, it's like a mirror, right? Instead of forcing the stuff in front of the mirror or you know, shuffling it away, you just observe. It's apple. Mm. Uh, it's apple. It's a cat. Yeah, it's a cat. It's a sound. Uh, you know, outside. Yeah, again, the stuff out of your control. So you are just uh, just observing whatever it is. It might be good feeling. It might be bad feeling. It might be horrible sound. It might be silence. Right, so you are just a, a observer. But then the, the next step again, just like we talked before, if an apple appears, you see an apple, right? You don't make up any stories about it. But then, what do you do with the apple? You take it and he, you know, throw it at somebody to hurt him, or you you give him the apple. Mm. You no, know? yeah. So, so when- in the end, it's the art of doing less not not doing more we are already and uh i'm i'm the one to blame uh, because uh, i write i like to read stuff or watch stuff do research practice i'm very very active so when i started with the meditation it was very difficult for me i, I was really feeling like my head is like splitting right i couldn't focus even for, for a couple of seconds but uh, i didn't give up i trusted uh, my teachers and uh, my sources and uh, it uh, it improved. It's not perfect, and uh, guess guess what? It never will be. But uh, the uh, transfer and the benefits are are beyond uh, beyond on some. But again, it's not trying to accomplish a certain state of mind, like you know, calm and bliss and uh, you know, uh, rainbows and unicorns. Uh, no, it's uh, it's about accepting the reality as it is and realizing that uh, there is uh, there is no self there is not much difference between you and me and my cat on my lap and, and the world so then we can't be we can't be 
cruel and harsh to each other because hurting uh, somebody else is uh, hurting uh, ourselves. Well, it's like they say generally when people are hurting other people, they're hurting inside. Yeah, yeah. So again, the compassion that you have mentioned, right? You meet, uh, I mean, it might be uh, your wife, your colleague at work, uh, your friends, or just trying to, everybody is fighting a battle that we don't know about at all, mm -hmm. right? And we are very quick to judge like this guy is a jerk and whatnot. We have no idea. Maybe his father is dying for cancer, like for, for the last couple of months. Maybe, you know, uh, he's, got, he's going through a tough divorce and he's not telling anybody or, you know, lady might have some really bad past experience and we have no idea. So let's try to be more comp compassionate, uh, uh, understand uh, uh, each other, talk to each other. I think this is very, very important because right now we are just screaming on social media. Nobody is trying to listen. Everybody is reading just in order to reply and uh, not not to really read. And I think uh, that's why we need to be in touch like in real life, you know, meet with your friends, not on the Zoom, uh, but uh, uh, in real life, in a park or in a pub, I don't care, or in the gym, right? So the community is super important. We are just talking with uh, my buddies yesterday about uh, this stuff. You know, there are these blue zones when people live a uh, uh, long life, right, with, uh, with a good health. Uh, like uh, Japan, Okinawa, then some uh, in in uh, south uh, of the Italy, and uh, the scientists were wondering, like, what the hell uh, is it? Is it exercise or diet or maybe the air or something in the water? And they found out that there are actually three things. One of them, the first one, is uh, community. They are spending more time mm. with uh, each other. You know, they may take out a, a, a stool outside and sit down and talk with friends. Uh, right so the community that's one thing the other spending more time in the nature nature is not a, a, a thing that we go to visit this is where we should live and we should visit cities uh, instead right so community nature and the third one is some kind of uh, transcendence and it might be organized religion it might be uh, your studies of uh, uh, stoicism or, or Buddhist meditation or reading Jordan Peterson and applying his, his learning, uh, his teaching in, in your life, but some kind of meaning, some kind of uh, transcendence, which always uh, uh, has uh, one important part is uh, uh, helping others. Yeah, helping others is very important. It's like one of the best gifts you can, gifts you can give. Mm, yes. uh, going back to something you said earlier about when you were meditation and breathing, I'm reading a book right now. It's about how to communicate better. And one of the mm -hmm. things they talk about as far as like people, when they talk, everything we talk is basically breath coming out of us. So if you focus mm -hmm. and you calm down when you're speaking, you generally mm -hmm. speak better. So that's mm -hmm. interesting too, with it ties into the meditation also. Cause I mean, everything that all our words are something vibrating off inside our body to yeah. form the words that come in out of our brain. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, uh, I'm also a breathing uh, uh, instructor, both uh, Oxygen Advantage instructor and uh, Pavel Tatsunen's uh, second wind uh, instructor. So uh, I studied breathing quite a lot, both, both from the Eastern and Western uh, perspective. So whenever we are talking too much, 
and uh, too fast, we are losing lots of CO2. That we are breathing mm. more oxygen in order to get more uh, oxygen, but we are breathing even more uh, CO2, and we got in this vicious circle of uh, overbreathing, right? And then we get all uh, excited and bust up. So just uh, talking a little bit slower, or you know, shorter sentences, or listen more right there's a reason why we have two ears and one mouth right <laughs> yeah so we should probably listen more and uh, uh and uh, talk uh, less so even see this is this is i like it very much uh, what you just said because this is something instead of having dedicated breathing session which is awesome i do have a dedicated uh, breathing exercise sessions uh, in uh, my day, this is cool, but uh, it always starts with how you breathe uh, during your uh, rest of your day, right? Mm-hmm. So you should breathe with the nose. Uh, it it uh, sh- shouldn't be heard and shouldn't be seen. So nothing is moving. Basically, if you are sitting next to a person which is breathing correctly, you you think that they are not breathing actually, right? <laughs> yeah, and then. Then is the rest. How do you breathe during, let's say, kettlebell swings or the get-ups or, or bench press? That's different. Uh, running. Oh, that's different, right? Uh, but still, it's just one hour a day uh, in the gym and uh, 23 hours uh, is the rest, right? So how you breathe throughout the day will uh, have significant influence how you will breathe during the physical exercise. Uh, same thing goes for for uh, for breathing during the night, right? That's why my teacher Patrick McKean he recommends to people to tape their mouth when they go sleep. So oh, really? Nose, yes, nose breathing uh, uh, only. Oh, like uh, I, like, I love MMA, and um, there's a coach. His name is Greg Jackson. He's a coach. This guy named John Jones. Of course, I know uh, Greg Jackson. I'm a huge fan of uh, his online courses, his books, and he's a, he's a true martial artist. Great yeah. guy. And he would always tell John, like, between rounds, just breathe. Oh, he and- is amazing. And actually, one of my strong first colleagues, uh, Zar Horton, master uh, instructor, he's from Albuquerque, uh, from uh, the same place where uh, Greg Jackson has his gym, and he actually... Uh, trained uh, John Jones uh, swings and virtual deadlifts and deadlifts and kettlebell uh, swings. Oh wow, really? That's, That's really impressive. cool, man. But yeah, he like he would always just tell him to breathe. You know, he wouldn't be like, "Hey, go do this right here. Just breathe." That was his like teaching method. During we, have, we have specific uh, for my uh, MMA fighters. We have a specific. I mean, we take uh, uh, lots of care uh, for breathing. So not only, let's say, when they hit the back or when they spar, mm-hmm. but also breathing during the rest periods, how to clear out the uh, CO2, then how to uh, get uh, more oxygen in. So there is a, there is a whole science and uh, procedure how to do it. And uh, like I mentioned, the sinister test, that uh, the sinister challenge that I accomplished, uh, breathing, I would say, was like 20 or maybe 30% of it. So I can recommend uh, Pavel's second wind uh, uh, course uh, enough. Uh, we have also an online a variation it's called second wind express and uh, it's just this stuff is amazing for performance for calming your mind for strength for conditioning and for health so this is one of the most important interventions 
together with, let's say, cold and heat exposure and uh, uh, fasting and strength training. So breathing is a, is a huge, huge thing. Yeah, because I would imagine breathing would play a lot into like a flight or fight situation. Mm-hmm. Like if you're able to calm your mind and calm your body down and then focus on the task ahead of you, you're not going to be as erratic. Yeah. If you're erratic, you're going to, you're a liability to yourself and others. Yeah. And we, we know how to do it, right? If you fly an airplane and somebody gets panicked, what do they do? They give him a paper bag and he will breathe in, breathe out into it. So he's basically rebreathing CO2 and uh, he's getting calmer and more relaxed, right? So just uh, holding the breath on exhale to a comfortable stop, uh, it will just calm you down. Uh, so we, we got tricks how to get more excited, let's say before your heavy deadlift, uh, how to clear out the excessive uh, CO2, uh, how to get more oxygen release into your body, not only how to breathe in more air, uh, this is one thing, but the other thing is the oxygen actually being released uh, from, uh, from the blood to the organs and to the muscles, right? Then how to get more calm, more relaxed, uh, let's say uh, during your stretching uh, exercises or just before uh, you go to sleep in order to fall asleep uh, very fast and uh, sleep well. So as far as like working out, how, what do you recommend people do as far as days per week and amount of time? Mm-hmm. I suggest to simple, simple suggestion would be le- uh, get uh, Pavel's Simple and Sinister book, learn the skills from a uh, song for certified coach and start doing your swings and get ups. And uh, until you meet the simple standard, don't worry about anything else. If you add extra sets of uh, steak and veggies, that uh, you will improve way better. And if you add, let's say, one or two hours of sleep, you will improve even more better. So this is a short answer. The long answer would be, maybe you like barbell. You are a barbell guy. Maybe you are a bodyweight guy. So select first thing that you enjoy, that you really like. Jump on a simple program. You usually... The best strength training programs are very simple. You can remember them. You don't need to write them down how many sets and reps and and speed and uh, pauses and stuff. It's too complicated, not needed. So most of the programs have like two, maybe three lifts. And we are talking about strength training program, uh, not uh, training in general. And just uh, lift weights uh, Two times a week is absolute minimum. Three times a week is way, way better. Uh, four times a week is, is awesome. And it may take you, you know, in some cases, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. Definitely not longer than an hour. So this is your strength training. Do some joint mobility stuff. In the morning, we call it a morning recharge is first. So you do, you do circles with uh, all, uh, all your joints just to keep them lubricated. Uh, do some easy stretching uh, after your uh, training session or later uh, during the day or just before, before you go to sleep, just some kind of relaxed stretching. And you can listen, your uh, your listeners can listen uh, to your podcast when uh, stretching. This is what I like to do. Mm. Listen to podcasts when uh, I'm doing my stretching exercise. And uh, that's it. It's It's more simple than most people think. So instead of you know counting calories and counting macros uh, uh, in the diet, no, just just simplify. Uh, eat less often. Jump on some uh, 
uh, intermittent fasting protocol that suits your lifestyle and uh, avoid any processed food as much as you can. And, you know, how much meat, how much veggies you eat, uh, you, you eat that's your thing. Uh, you will figure it out later, but just get rid of the processed food and eat less often. And this is the s- simplest uh, uh, diet intervention. Strength training, same thing. Simple tool, uh, like a kettlebell or barbell or dumbbell or just body weight lifts. Two to three exercises that you will do for at least a couple of weeks, preferably months or even years until you meet a certain standard. So it is good to have some goal, right? And the simple goal from the simple and sinister that I just mentioned is anybody can do it. Somebody will do it uh, uh, faster. Uh, It will take longer to to others, but guess what? You are still getting uh, stronger uh, on the way. So... Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, generally? that's a very good answer. To well, the it's question. like they always say, it's like uh, you're doing more than the person that's sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. And then also yeah. they just say, hey, exactly. keep it, keep it simple, stupid. Exactly. You know, it's just and like. That's the thing. Just start. It might be okay. I'll just start, you know, to strengthen and I'll just Google how to do push-ups and squats, body weights, and I will suck. Uh, great. You started. It's the mo- you are already doing uh, more than, than, than most of the people, right? Mm-hmm. But don't stay there. Try to figure out how to do it better. Because what you will find out, you will do less stuff better and you will improve more. So it will take less of your time. You will recover really great. You will have excellent transfer to other physical uh, activities and to the life in general. And it also benefits you long term, right? Because they are strength uh, training programs that uh, uh, work, certainly, but they work uh, for a price. So anything that we do, it's wrong first. We think of athletic longevity and uh, longevity as well. So I want to lift. uh, If I don't get hit by the bus, I won't lift my body's uh, kettlebells and barbells and dumbbells when I'm 100 years old. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like they always say, like, do you want to take care of yourself now and pay the cost of, like, paying a little bit better for better food? Or do you want to have health bills down the road that are super expensive? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just shared the other day on on my Instagram. uh, It was a quote, uh, something that should be in all uh, uh, all the hospitals, right? If your doctor is not asking you first about your diet, about your sleep, about your exercise, about your, let's say, injury history, uh, and so on. You have a drug and prescribes you uh, uh, medication immediately. You have a drug dealer. Mm. You don't have a doctor, right? So that's why, for example, in China, uh, when you go to a doctor, it's a pretty long interview. So they measure your pulse, uh, they see your tongue, your eyes, and they ask you lots and lots of questions because they are not trying to treat any illness but they are trying to treat the person. Mm. And intervention is very often uh, lifestyle intervention. So yes, they might give you some acupuncture or some, some uh, herbs uh, uh, that you will uh, cook and uh, drink uh, at home. Uh, yes, but they are saying, hey, you need to eat less of spicy stuff and you need to uh, get up earlier or, or go to sleep uh, uh, earlier. Uh, you need to do this exercise, this breathing exercise, and whatnot. So this is this is very important. And the one 
one gram of prevention is is better than you know one ton of of future uh, medical intervention. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's sad because like there's especially like compared like America compared to most other countries, like there's so much obesity here. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like a business, like you said, for the healthcare, and that's why a lot of the stuff that they don't want to regulate that could help people out. Or information that could help people out. Because like a buddy of ours was on here one day and he was talking about like during the pandemic, instead of talking about health, they were always just ta- pushing other avenues for people to go down instead of, hey, like get healthier. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. You, know, you know what? Uh, uh, if we were pushing heavily the message of, let's say, uh, using the vitamin D supplement, mm-hmm. spending more time at outside uh doing some basic mindfulness some simple exercise there was a, a huge huge study uh, it was a uh, 50,000 subjects and they compared the covid patients uh those who were inactive those who were just you know maybe play play a soccer with their body so not not really exercising right and then at least like really working hard so of course the non-active people they suffered most and guess what? There wasn't much difference between the other two groups. So just a little bit, just going, you know, for a walk with your dog daily is uh, is uh, is a lot, right? Yeah. So uh, my my job is not healing. I'm very good at uh, destruction, martial arts, and prevention, right? So <laughs> not, not uh, healing. Yeah. I, can, I can hurt uh, people, uh, or I can I can uh, help people not to get hurt, right? Mm. So that's what. I but I think this is the most important stuff. And there are still recommendations, let's say for diabetes type 2, like uh, you have to have steady uh, uh, steady supply of carbs. So in order to keep your uh, sugar level. I mean, we know this for years and years that it's not going to help, right? So uh, the information is out there and... Uh, we shall look behind the business and it might be the food industry or the pharmaceutical uh, industry. And we should uh, come back to the roots and uh, the nature is always uh, the answer, right? So just like a look a couple of uh, dozen or maybe hundreds of years back and you see, okay, probably uh, the, the uh, artificial food that we are eating is not good, right? Probably, if we are spending the lots of time in artificial uh, environment, artificial light is uh, is not good, right? Probably we should move a little bit more. Probably we should eat less often because the food wasn't available like all the time, right? So uh, we should probably wear uh, some barefoot shoes, uh, not not shoes that constrict our uh, feet, and so on and so forth. So the the nature. Uh, the evolutionary uh, theory and psychology gives us the answer of what uh, shall we do. And uh, uh, I mean, it, it's not like back to the trees and uh, uh, let's go all uh, uh, paleolithic, uh, literally, right? But uh, we can still learn lots of lots of important uh, lessons. Yeah, it's like they even talk about how like, how they're like deforesting the rainforest and there's stuff there and there that could save a lot of people potentially, you know, and we're never, we we'll, might never know because they're ruining everything. Like man's just destroying stuff. 
And yeah. I've even saw something like in some like inner city areas, it's hotter than the rest of the this, the part of the city because there's no trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. And it's just and again, just like we told before, the only way is to start with individual because again, let's say the ecology is a business again. Unfortunately, lost yes. lots of stuff. Just a business and not really trying to help the planet. So I truly believe that it starts with uh, every single person. Mm-hmm. And we know from the research that if the country is more wealthy, then people start start to take care of the environment, right? So again, leading by example, education, and trying to do the good stuff than just, you know, uh, sell more electric cars or whatnot. So yeah. lots of lots uh, uh, business uh, opportunities there, and I mean, I'm a capitalist, so I'm all good for a for yeah. uh, for a good business. But it always has to be ethical. Mm. So we can't, can't just you know gerrymander the research or or uh, or just blatantly lie just to in order to push our uh, our uh, ideology and agenda. We really need to strive uh, for doing the the good thing. Yeah, because. Um... I always talk about this thing. I try to limit myself and bring it up, but it's this Tupac quote. And he says, I might not change the world, but I guarantee you I'll spark the brain of the person that will change the world. So like, if we're all like just saying good stuff and doing good things for other people, maybe somebody hearing us speak, will listen to it and then they'll want to do something good for somebody else. Exactly. And it's just like, just getting back to the basis of being a decent human, you know, being. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So if your podcast will inspire one single person yeah. to start to do something, then the mission accomplished. And yeah. we, shall, we shall congratulate uh, ourselves <laughs> that we did yeah. our job. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we've had two friends that have been on the podcast now that actually started their own podcast after they were guests on ours. And Tony helped them set it up and, you know, any questions they needed for like, the technical stuff. Tony was there to answer for him, and you know that they were really thankful. So that his generosity, you know, helped those guys. Pushing other, exactly, pushing elevating other people, helping them. It's a, I believe it's called non non sum zero game, right? So everybody can be a winner. It's not like me versus you. So mm-hmm. the world is currently so much polarized, like com- competition, competition. Uh, fight no everybody can be successful and guess what we we may not agree on everything but let's have a civil discussion about it not the screaming on twitter or uh, yeah, for real. Anywhere, anywhere else just have a have a it, discussion might be you know pretty critical and not pleasant but it still has to be civil and decent and uh, we shall as uh, uh, I said uh, before we should listen more in order to try understand more and then ask the other person that's uh, what uh, Peterson says like okay you mean this and this and this right try to rephrase what the other person said and he said no no this is not exactly what I mean I mean this and this and this so the 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 dialogue the true speech and the freedom of speech Speech, even though uh, you know sometimes uh, stuff that we really don't agree with is uh, going to be said, uh, it's a it's a way to progress. I'm from a former communist country, so we have our experience with uh, uh, freedom of speech restrictions, and uh, I know where it goes. I know where it leads. So uh, I believe it was Walter who said, 
I may not agree with what you say at all, but I will defend your uh, uh, right uh, uh, of uh, free speech uh, to my death. And I sincerely believe that. So freedom of speech. Yeah, because it's like uh, you can disagree with somebody, but you don't have to call them out their name. And that's a lot yeah. of stuff online is people are like, oh, you're an idiot. You're a moron because you love this person or that person. It's like, just have a conversation and, and see know, where people are coming the from. Thing is, the thing is that we are all different. So there's the big five uh, model of psychology and uh, each of us is different. So each of us may be right from his or her own perspective. Somebody is more open. Somebody is more you know, anxious. Somebody... Uh, is more creative, right? So we are all different. And the thing is that all these traits are distributed evenly in the society. So there is place for all of us. So it's not like, it's, let's say, uh, liberals versus uh, conservatives, left versus right. Both are needed unless they go to extreme. And yeah. Right now we are hearing just the extremists on far left and far right the, the activists just scream and shout and curse and blame yeah. and this is not the way to progress so calm down uh, try to get a little bit more to the center try to listen and try to understand the other person their perspective as well because uh, in the end it's a yin and yang right both are needed and the continuous interaction uh, is uh, is the way uh, to to progress? Yeah, it's man. It's I just wish more people would just take a beat sometimes. Like if somebody could like they were so angry they're ready to type something and just like wait let me breathe and think about what I do. I really want what I want somebody saying that to me. Sometimes that's the best way to look at it. Like do you? It's like the golden rule: do unto others as you want done to you. You don't want somebody yelling at you, so why are you going to yell at somebody else? Exactly. It all comes back to the golden rule, right? It can be so, so much uh, simplified, right? Yeah, completely agree. So how does your, like, Prague think about America currently? <laughs> like, do they see how, like, it seems divisive? Like, I, I don't know. I would imagine a lot of the world does look at us. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the like American democracy, it was a new world and the founding fathers, uh, you know, Benjamin Franklin and Jefferson and uh, uh, these gentlemen, uh, the free enterprise, the freedom of speech. So uh, I visited the United States first time in 1997 then a couple of more times uh, uh, later. So I'm a huge fan of, uh, of uh, United States and America in general, and it makes me very, very sad uh, the direction uh, it is going. And I'm not going to blame left or right, Democrats or Republicans, right? I think it starts with the, with the people. Uh, I truly believe that uh, we need to take a few steps back, uh, uh, calm down, breathe in, breathe out, because we are just uh, in all when trying to destroy our opponents, we are destroying ourselves and everything else uh, goes uh, uh, with it. So uh, if your victory will destroy everything, like is it truly a victory or not? Yeah. Right? So, so it's not, it's about more decent people being able to listen more and, and uh, 
talk in a civil manner in order to make things better instead of just shouting at each other and trying to win, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not about trying to win, to be right, but uh, uh, to do the right thing. And it's not only United States and Europe, we got the same thing. I'm watching the news from uh, Canada. I'm watching the news from Australia, New Zealand. Of course, in Europe, we have our own deal of uh, issues and it's uh, the COVID situation. It's, uh, it's the war in Ukraine. Uh, you, you had the uh, presidential election in the in, uh, United States, uh, the, the Black Lives Matter movement. So lots of lots of turmoil, I would say and lots of emotion and uh, i sincerely believe that if we had less facebook and more meditation less uh, twitter and more uh, uh spending time with uh, people in a real life like uh, in uh, local communities uh, i think the world will be so much so much better that will allow us to take the state step back breathe in breathe out and see the world as it is and not through the lens of uh, social media, media, the algorithms and our own uh, prejudices and uh, uh, ideologies that we tend to uh, you know, subscribe, uh, subscribe to. And I also think, and it's confirmed by, the, by some of the researchers, that the lack of meaning, the industrialization, the isolation, people being lonely and more anxious and uh, the what Nietzsche termed uh, as the uh, death of God, right? The, the famous proclamation uh, God, the God is dead. Uh, but uh, people who like to quote it, they don't usually quote uh, the full thing. Uh, Nietzsche says, uh, we will never wash uh, uh, the blood uh, out of our hands, which means uh, the uh, if the, I'm not talking about organized religion, but spirituality or some kind of a transcendence, if this thing is missing, something else will take place uh, uh, of it. And we had Nazis in, in uh, Europe, uh, we, had, uh, we had the communists, uh, the Stalinist uh, regime, and it's basically just a, just a religion uh, done really, really bad and really wrong. So with the fall of the spirituality, transcendence, organized religion as well, there was some kind of vacuum and uh, that the, our religious nature uh, of our soul uh, strives for, right? For, for some kind of meaning. And uh, these ideologies, they just, you know, use the vacuum and we saw what happened in 1930s, 1940s, and we see what's happening right now. And we have way more and way better technology to, to uh, spread more hate and uh, polarization and uh, restrict freedom of speech and uh, hurt or kill uh, more and more people. So we shall really take a couple of steps back, uh, I believe, because it's not heading in, in the direction that... Is heading in the direction that nobody wants to go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'd like, especially here in America, I think a lot of people only see stuff from their POV. So they only know, especially if they've never been outside the country. So they don't know some of the stuff that we have and the luxuries we have. I mean, you can see that's why so many people from other countries want to come here because they're obviously look at us and they're like, okay, those are opportunities I don't have. And a lot of mm -hmm. people here, they, they just look at, 
their current situation, they complain about it. They don't want to do anything to get out of that situation or they're not having people to help them get up. Yep. We are living better than most of the people on the planet, right? Yeah. So we may complain about this or that, but we should, you know, thank all gods every single day that uh, we got uh, what we got. Uh, the important thing that you have mentioned, I truly believe and, uh, that uh, traveling is great. You know, meeting, meeting other cultures, meeting other people. I mean, nobody can be uh, racist or bigot or, or, or anything else if he is traveling. So the more country you visit, you will see, I mean, same people, same problems, same problems, same, same uh, happiness, uh, same disasters, right? It's, it's, just, uh, it's just humanity, right? Yeah. So I travel, learning other languages, reading books from multiple, multiple cultures, both old and the recent. Uh, this is the only way because you will understand the, the human soul better. And then, uh, uh, you know, uh, that will prevent the stuff that is uh, uh, going on uh, right now. Yeah, because like uh, I've always noticed when I've been somewhere else, the core things are still the same. Like laughter is the same. Crying is the same. Generally food. I mean, yeah, everybody has yeah. to eat, you know, so like if you can get those core things down and realize that we're all a similar, you know, there would be less divisiveness. Mm hmm. Look for the similarities, not for the differences. Yeah, and yeah. we have to for the differences. We don't want to be all like, you know, everybody the same. Yeah. Right? Like not everybody is so clever and smart and funny and handsome as uh, I am, right? <laughs> <laughs> and <Yeah. modern. laughs> oh man. So you were were you a fighter? Or are a fighter? Uh, no, I never competed. I competed not in the in the uh, let's say full contact fighting. I was too young for that, and I started to uh, traveling and learning. But uh, I'm still thinking about it. I I, I turned uh, 46. I trained lots of fighters, uh, including some high level fighters, including uh, uh, you know UFC, Bellator fighters. Uh, we have pretty good. Uh, uh, amateur MMA uh, group, so still thinking about it. But uh, the thing is, with my job, I just can't hurt. I just uh, mm. hurt my knee about two weeks ago, uh, doing stupid stuff. Uh, I'm teaching and training with my guys on a regular basis. And you know, if injury happens to one of those guys from the office, that it's not a trouble. Yeah. But, uh, I'm leaving in two weeks to France, right? To teach a dumbbell workshop, to teach a bodyweight certification. So I just, uh, I just can't uh, get hurt. So we'll, we'll still, still, about, uh, we'll see about it. Do you travel a lot for work? Yeah, I travel. I travel a lot. If the traveling is allowed, uh, for some reason I couldn't travel for the last two years. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, uh, I travel uh, quite a lot uh, all over Europe. I've been to United States uh, uh, teaching workshops uh, in Asia, Korea. I go to uh, learn from my teachers in Hong Kong and China. So I travel on a very frequent basis. And I love traveling, meeting other people, meeting other, other cultures, learning and teaching. Uh, this is something that I truly enjoy. So what are some of your favorite places you've been to and why? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> That's a good answer. Everywhere, everywhere is uh, uh, 
you know, there are good people, bad people, good weather, bad weather, uh, good food, bad food, uh, and you learn to enjoy it also. Every single country that I have visited, I'm, 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 I mean, I really love Prague. I really like uh, Czechia, my country. I could feel it uh, in my blood, in my veins. So I always love to come back. Uh, so I'm definitely a Czech uh, patriot, but uh, I'm also the citizen of the world, as the historic said, right? So I could live anywhere and uh, and be happy there. And I still want to visit many countries. I haven't been to uh, any of the uh, South America countries. Uh, I haven't been to uh, Australia and New Zealand. Uh, so these are some countries that I want to visit. I just recently came from a trip uh, to Africa, uh, to Zimbabwe, which was uh, my dream. So uh, I learned more about the African culture and about the roots of uh, uh, the whole humanity, right? Cradle of the modern man. So I enjoy that uh, very, very much. Yeah, like I said, I wish that is something that a lot of people could experience. Like you can look mm-hmm. at pictures, but once you're actually there and see yeah. stuff that sometimes like when I, I went to Tanzania and I remember we were going to one of our resorts and we stayed at a bunch of nice places. And I was, we were driving to the, to the, one of the places and I look over to the right outside the van and I see uh, kids and animals digging for trash or for food in this uh, thing of trash. And it was just like, wow. Cause you know, like you always see the pretty pictures. Cause like even I posted a bunch of pretty pictures, but then I was like, I got to post this. Like I have to show that there's, there's other sides to this, this, you know, and it's just like, it's not fair. Cause it's just yeah. like, that's like right now. It's like most of social media is you only show your highlight stuff. You don't show the raw side of you. See, and that comes back to the meditation, right? So it's not only about the pleasant experience. It's about the unpleasant experience as well. Mm-hmm. So the, that's, that's the nature of being generally. So we tend to uh, be, to push off the bad experience, right? But it will come back around and we want to cling uh, to, and uh, uh, be dependent or you know like, like a like a like on drug right so we crave we crave for the uh, good experience but uh, the the fabric of reality has all 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 of it right yeah so be it your meditation cushion or orion holiday uh, just don't don't close don't don't close your eyes right see the world as it is and accept it and then try to do something about it to make it better not worse so how can people work on happiness? I think doing doing uh, most of the stuff that we have just mentioned during the podcast. <laughs> yeah. right? So starting with themselves, uh, not to rely on anything outside they control. Uh, so focusing on building a better character, being a better human being, helping other human beings and uh, and the world to be a, a stronger and better place. Yes, so each of us have a different different way. So you know, the shop assistant is building a better world in his or her way. Me as a strength coach, uh, I'm doing other stuff. You guys are doing other stuff. So see it more as cooperation, not only competition. And again, nothing wrong with competition. We want competent people to do their stuff right so uh, uh we we want to have the best coach uh, possible right uh, so uh, there there are no 
percentage numbers or how many, uh, like what people will be uh, teaching in this or that gym, right? So competence is good. Uh, competition is good. But uh, it's not only about competition. It's about cooperation. Uh, again, each of us plays very important role. So just uh, let us try to do a little bit job, a uh, little bit better job. One of my teachers at university, he said, and this is what I remember, he said, uh, you slap a person and the person will slap another person. And this slap will go around the world until one person doesn't slap the other person. Mm. So break the chain, break the chain of uh, hate. And uh, and uh, all, this is already a huge thing. Yeah, because I know like I see people post, um, I have a buddy of mine, and I guess his dad wasn't in his life. And he made a post the other day and he's like, I'm going to end this generational curse of not being in my child's life. Like, I want to be the one to change it. Like, it's just like you said about the slap. It's like, I'm not going to slap this person. I'm going to stop this. Yes. Yes. They do. I mean, we, can blame, we can blame any, everybody and everything. But uh, when we point finger at uh, somebody, the rest of the fingers is pointing at us. Yeah. Right? So we we sure start with us. Uh, Peterson, he mentions it uh, in uh, in his uh, podcast and his lectures very often. It's a story from a, a play called Cocktail Party when a lady with some troubles, he comes to a, a psychologist or psychiatrist at the party and she says, you know what, I'm doing really bad. This said that stuff is happening in my life. And uh, I'm thinking like, is the world uh, like a bad place or, or, or uh, it's, it's me? And... Uh, uh, he says, yeah, actually, you know what, uh, it's it, it's you. You got some issues, right? Uh, maybe family disaster, health or whatnot. And she said, you know what, I'm relieved, actually, because I can do something about it if it's me. Mm. Because if it is the world, everybody else, I can't do anything about it. So so that's why we always uh, start with ourselves. Uh, Stoics, they have uh, a concept called uh, Heoreclus uh, Circle which is which is a series of concentric circles so the center is you so you start with yourself you know clean your room uh try to uh, you know brush your feet and make up your bed and you know kiss your wife and uh, say thank you very much to the shop assistant so you start there and you proceed like i mentioned to the closest family to your friends to your community city and world uh, in in general so yeah, it's like I I don't do you follow Gary V online at all? Uh I read some of his books uh years ago. Uh I'm not, I'm not uh, following him recently. So like I I I like this one podcast and they were like making fun of like how positive he is, but it's like why are you going to knock somebody for trying to make people yeah. better? <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense to me. It's if like he if makes no day better or if he makes you laugh or if he makes you think like you know, maybe it's like going to a vegetarian resta- restaurant and complaining uh, they don't have a steak. Yeah. Right? It's like you just don't consume it if you don't want to, you don't enjoy that content. But I just don't understand why somebody would not want to people to be happier. Like yeah. to me, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And that, that's actually like the definition of evil, right? Like trying to make things worse on purpose mm-hmm. how about we try the opposite thing trying to make things better on purpose 
without forcing anybody, uh, but just by leading by example and by starting with uh, ourselves uh, ourselves uh, first. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I like you said, I think it's just simple things that we need to do every day to better ourselves. And I love what you, what you said that, like, if we're better in ourselves, we'll start, you know, spreading that to other people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like watering a garden. Yeah, you know? this way. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. It's been very uh, good conversation we've had. Do you have anything for him? Uh, so we always ask people, what mark do you want to leave on the world? And what's your advice for people? I don't have, I don't have uh, such ambition. So I don't, I'm not thinking about like my legacy, like uh, statues of Pavel Matzek, <laughs> of this awesome guy. Uh, uh, yesterday I, I was uh, on an event that we organized with our friends uh, for kids. Uh, there were lots of kids and families and, uh, I met two of my students. They studied with me like 20 years ago and they came up with their kids and they were happy. We are all happy to see each other. And uh, they, they told me how much influence I had uh, on their life. They actually met uh, in my gym and then later got married and get kids. And uh, I mean, what, what, what else you need, right? So yeah. I don't have, I don't have uh, any ambitions. And if, if, uh, what I'm doing and I'm teaching and I'm uh, thinking aloud uh, on my social media, if it inspires somebody and helps him improve his or her life a little bit more than then I'm perfectly happy. Well, it sounds like you're doing it without doing it. Yeah. Because like you said, you're radiating this goodness out to the world through your posts and in personal life, it seems. So I mean, you I'm are leaving that mark. Forcing, forcing anybody to do anything, right? Uh, maybe again, it's <laughs> because I'm from originally totalitarian uh, uh, regime country, and like I, I, sur- I definitely believe in uh, freedom of speech, of freedom of uh, individuality, the sovereignty of uh, individuality, and I really think that uh, the best way is just. Uh, Try, try to do good stuff and uh, uh, lead by example. Yeah. And what is your advice for people? Uh, sorry, again? Oh, what is your advice for people? Mm, like one-liner advice. <laughs> know yourself and become who you are. Mm. That's good, man. He just, <laughs> this guy is... <laughs> There's your statue. <laughs> that was really good. Dang, I, man. This is actually a combination of quotes from the the writing that was on the top of the uh, Apollo shrine in Delphi. Uh, know yourself, know thyself, right? And uh, Pindaros, uh, one of his poems, and it was frequently quoted by Nietzsche, was uh, become who you are. So know yourself and become who you are. So do you have two books you can recommend to people? Simple and Sinister by Pavel Tsatsulin in order to get stronger. And the second book would be Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules uh, for Life. I'll have to order that book. If people want to uh, order your programs, how do they get a hold of you? 
I have an English uh, website called simplexstrong.com or you can just uh, find my name uh, on our social media. Uh, I generally don't enjoy social media, but the one channel that I truly enjoy is uh, Instagram. So uh, if they find me on my Instagram, uh, I started recently to use Twitter a uh, little bit more because Elon Musk seems to do something about the freedom of speech on that platform. So let's see how it goes. Uh, but uh, probably find me on uh, Instagram and uh, you will find uh, the programs and workshops and certifications uh, that I'm offering. I'm working on a lot of, lot of stuff. I have multiple projects in works. One of them is... Uh, Almost uh, finished, like I mentioned, in two weeks, I'll teach the very first hard style dumbbell lifting event. That's something that I've been working on for the last couple of years. And I truly think this will be the next big thing. This is uh, something that I truly enjoy and I think it's really, really good. So we'll see how it goes. That's awesome. Uh, like I said, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you answering his DM. Because we had a lady on here, and she's a bodybuilder. She's got a big following, too. And she's like, I usually don't answer DMs because there's a lot of, you know, hate sometimes or just creepy people. So, like, I didn't even think take that into accord when I was telling him to, like, find people online. But I appreciate you responding to his message and doing this today. I'm just, I'm just a regular guy, so I'm not a celebrity. So I do read the <laughs> Yeah. I do read the uh the messages so thank you very much for getting me uh, on your podcast and being such a great uh, partners in our discussion all right i appreciate yes, it man thank you man thank have you. a good day or night night because now it's like 11 30 where you are uh, right now it's uh 9 p.m oh okay like i said i appreciate you doing this for us thank you so much have all right. a great day bye bye